So why is it that leftists seem to hate law enforcement officers and parents? We'll dive into it. That's next. The Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. The woke mob rears its ugly head in this country every single day. You know it. I know it. And increasingly, our kids know it, too. They see it when they watch something on television or YouTube. They absorb it in conversations that take place all around them. And maybe worst of all, they're increasingly being fed heaping helpings of it in our school. So what are we doing to fight back? It's important that you are talking to your kids about what makes this nation great. What can you use to help instill those values in kids? Well, a good book. That's why I love the Tuttle Twins books so much. They offer your kids an entertaining and educational look at American values and American history. They tell great stories, teach your kids about the value of limited government, free markets, how they work, and how they work to change the world for the better, and so much more. Get these books for your kids today. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off, and they'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get 35% off today. Is the the Glenn Beck program? Jeff Katz from News Radio WRBA in Central Virginia. Happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I mentioned Central Virginia. I mentioned Virginia because you need to know that in terms of parental activity, man, we are front and center. Few months back, I I coined the phrase "we the parents," and I coined the phrase "we the parents" because we the parents in Virginia had been told over and over and over again, "Shut up and sit down." Now, I don't know how you feel about your kids. I don't know how you feel about my kids. I'll tell you, I like my kids. Well, now let me rephrase that. I love my kids. I love my kids all the time. And there are moments where eh, I'm not particularly crazy about something they've done or said. So maybe I don't like them all the time, but I love them all the time. And I'm one of those goofy guys in that I, I think it's my obligation, my sacred obligation to parents to raise my children a lot of times i talk about raising my boys to be good men and i've actually gotten some notes jeff you always talk about your sons how come you you didn't say you're raising your daughter to be a a good woman julia even though she's 18 years old chronologically developmentally julia's about 18 months old julia has severe disabilities and special needs and handicaps and challenges. I mean, whatever the word is we want to use. So, I mean, Julia's a, just a different sort of a situation, you know? I mean, she's always going to be my baby. I'm never, ever going to embarrass her by dancing at her wedding. Sometimes I feel embarrassed because an 18-year-old young lady, I have to, I have to change her diaper. So that's just kind of why Julia's in a, it's just a different situation. But I talk about my sons all the time, right? And, and their activities in school. And in every conversation, if possible, I try to work into it that my oldest boy is at Stanford. 
Why? Because I want something out of these payments. That's why. I mean, I know he's getting a world-class education, but I didn't even get a T-shirt. Heidi had to buy me that. 30% discount, though, because she had Kohl's cash, so it was great. But as a parent, I'm supposed to be involved in my kid's education, right? Isn't, isn't that how you and I were were instructed over the years? I mean, haven't we heard about parents? Oh, you know, that, that mom over there, man, she, she never comes to the PTA meetings or that dad. He doesn't even know what grade his kid's in. So we want, or at least I was told we wanted, parents involved with education. And then... As critical race theory was being jammed down children's throats, as as sexual attacks were taking place inside schools here in Virginia, there were a whole slew of parents that said, nope, not interested. We're going to do something about it. And parents started to do things about it. You know what they started to do? They started asking questions. I mean, that was number one. Hey, excuse me. Can you tell me why that boy in a skirt was in the girl's bathroom? How dare you? Are you transphobic? Uh, no, I just want to know why the 14-year-old boy in a skirt was in the girl's bathroom. That's none of your business. Yeah, actually it is because I have a daughter who attends school and she uses that girl's bathroom. So I just kind of like to know what's going on. That's where this all started. Those two issues, the critical race theory. And it's, it's always fascinating to me. It's always, I would say funny, but it's really not anything to laugh at. It's just interesting. It's fascinating. When politicians will say, well, we don't teach critical race theory in high school or in middle school. or no, That's a college level thing. And you take a deep breath and say, okay. All of your teachers in the classroom now have been schooled in the school of critical race theory. And their instructional methods for every subject embrace critical race theory. So you would be right if you said there's not a high school course entitled critical race theory because there doesn't have to be because every other course embraces critical race theory. And then the issue up in Loudoun County, which is a, a D.C. suburb, and, and i got to tell you something about Loudoun County. It's, it's a reliably Democrat, left-of-center county. Hasn't always been that way. It used to be very rural. And then over the last eh, 20 years, I guess, it's changed, and now it's reliably Democrat, reliably left-of-center. Why do I mention that? Because those parents who are upset, who are outraged at what's going on in their schools— there are plenty of them that are Democrats. There are plenty of them with, that would tell you, well, well, I voted for Joe Biden. I thought Donald Trump was this or that or the other thing. I don't want my kids doing this. In other words, this crosses all party lines, or at least it ought to. This concern for our children should be something that involves every single mother and father. So when you hear from a governor, as we did here in Virginia... Our current governor, who cannot leave soon enough. Oh, good gosh. Uh, governor Goober is how we refer to him here. Ralph Northam. Terrible, terrible governor. Awful, awful human being as well. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's true. He's just a bad person. He would be most noteworthy in the other 
states across America because you'd be saying, hey, were you the guy in blackface or under the Klan hood? Remember that photo a couple years back? Well, anyway, he told us, oh, there's, there's no problem in schools and parents, you know, just, just leave it up to the professionals. And then Terry McAuliffe, who was running to be governor, said over and over and over again, no, parents shouldn't be involved. Parents should have no role in the schools. They shouldn't be telling teachers anything. And then he said, again, parents shouldn't tell teachers. And then he said again, no, you shouldn't be involved. No, you shouldn't have any input on on the books either. I was like, really? So he lost. Oh, thank God he lost. We've got a new governor coming in named Glenn Youngkin. And Glenn is like the real deal. He's just somebody who's also a father who said we can do better. But I want you to take a listen to... um, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Nicole Hannah-Jones is the woman who invented the 1619 Project. Remember 1619 Project telling us that uh, you're a terrible person, you're a racist, uh, this country is built strictly on slavery and will never make... You remember that. It was all the rage for a while, and then people actually started looking into and saying, wait a minute, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I want you to take a listen. She was, uh, I don't know, she was on some yakking show, and uh, here here she is, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, on why parents should not be involved in education. Well, I would say the governor's race in Virginia was decided based on the success of a right-wing propaganda campaign that told white parents that they needed to fight against their children being indoctrinated um, as race as being called racist. But that was a propaganda campaign. And there are a lot of black parents in Virginia. There are a lot of Latino parents in Virginia, and they were not being featured in that coverage. And what they wanted for their kids' education, which is more teaching about race, more teaching about the history of racism, Um, seem to have fallen on deaf ears. So I think we should frame that question properly. And I don't really understand this idea that parents should decide what's being taught. I'm not a professional educator. I don't have a degree in social studies or science. We send our children to school because we want them to be taught by people who have an expertise in the subject area. And that is not my job. When the when the uh, governor or, or the candidate said that he didn't think parents should be, be deciding what's being taught in school, he was panned for that. But, but that's just the fact. Um, this is why we send our children to school and don't homeschool because these are the professional educators who have the expertise to teach social studies to teach history to teach science to teach literature okay i know (laughs) uh she didn't quite get terry mccullough's quote spot on there but i'll listen I'll, i'll i'll give her a pass on that one but this idea well we don't homeschool no no why would you homeschool I mean, people homeschool because they're really concerned about values. They're concerned about the golden rule. There's all sorts of resources out there for parents who do choose to homeschool to do an incredible job homeschooling. Now, I'm not going to homeschool anybody on math. That is just not my thing. I was not the guy who could solve for X. I could never solve for X. I was a blue book guy. I wanted to write 10, 15, 20 pages on how you felt solving for X. My late father-in-law, a math teacher. Oh my God. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I mean, I know there are people that are brilliant at math. 
So I understand if she said, you know, we just, I'm not a math expert. I, I would give her credit for that. I tell you that honestly. But you know what I can do? I can read history. And I could share that with my kids if I were homeschooling. What she was attempting to do, what the left continually attempts to do, is demonize certain segments of America for whom they have great contempt. And it's a shame and it's ugly and it's sad. But that's what it was. And there's a reason that we, the parents in Virginia, we, the parents everywhere, are standing up and saying, we, we, the parents, have not just a role, we have an obligation to our children to know what's being taught and to be involved. And anything less than full involvement is not doing right by your kids. Hey, in a couple of moments, we've got to talk about this war on law enforcement. Let me tell you something. It is real. It is real. People in New York City, people in smaller cities are attacking police officers, murdering police officers. The law is not being enforced anywhere. So what the heck do we do about it? Uh, Jimmy Galliano, a retired supervisory special agent with the FBI, and you've probably seen Jimmy on CBS uh, television news. He is their law enforcement analyst. He is going to be with us, and we'll get a little insight from him regarding this ongoing law enforcement battle we see. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. If you would like to uh, learn a little bit more about the uh, 1619 Project or what happened here in Virginia relating to parental involvement, I've got a whole bunch of stuff up on Facebook. If you want to head on over there, look for The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The involvement of parents is vital. Now, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm preaching here, but I guess I am. The involvement of parents is essential. And, and, and here's the thing. It's not just running for the school board or the school committee or the school commission, whatever it's called, wherever you happen to be. It's about active involvement. And this is what terrifies the teachers unions. This is what terrifies professional activists. See, if you listen to that uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, what did she say? Oh, well, I'm not a professional. I understand that. I understand that. 
And I'm telling you, I couldn't teach anybody math. I mean, past two plus two, I'm pretty much done. Somehow, somehow, I believe I passed algebra. Geometry, I think. I mean, and these were low grades. Let me tell you, this was actually, this was the time when I did understand numbers because it was right there on the cusp, right? A, a breath that way, a hair that way, man, I wouldn't have made it. So I cannot teach anyone math. I got it. And I would never, ever presuppose that I could. But I can teach you a thing or two about history because this is relatively easy. This is a matter of saying, well, let's, let's study, let's read. You hear Glenn all the time talking about the Tuttle Twins. Great resource for your kids. There's all sorts of programs online. I'm one of those guys. I am always taking courses online. My latest, my latest quest, I'm studying to, uh, to become a chaplain. Now, I'm not making a career change. Let me be clear on that. But I, I, I just feel... Given my background as a as a law enforcement officer a thousand years ago, and and my my concern with the issues that impact our first responders, this is this is something I feel called to do, and so I'm completing all this training online. It may or may not be your interest. That's okay. But there's all sorts of resources out there. If you, if you're a mom or dad, says listen. I'm not happy with what they're teaching in school. Maybe you do consider homeschooling. I don't know. Probably wouldn't be the thing that I would do personally. I don't, I don't think I could do it. But there are other parents far better than I am who do it every single day. And the professional education establishment is threatened by that. Why else would you fight against the idea of children being able to get a good education. Why else would you and I see such opposition to charter schools? That was another issue here in Virginia, despite what uh, Ms. Jones had to say. Oh, well, this was all done as a, it was a racist thing. And, and white parents were told that their kids were being indoctrinated. Well, that's because children were and are being indoctrinated. And again, this is a relatively easy one. We had our Virginia Department of Education years ago send out instructions to all of the school divisions in the Commonwealth saying, hey, this is what you have to teach. Anybody who is going to be a professional educator has to go through a program where this is how they are taught. I mean, it is clear and it's sad and it's wrong. And that's why the education establishment is so concerned with this. What did former President Trump say? Let's give every kid an opportunity. Is that outrageous? Here in Virginia, the former governor who wanted to be the governor, Terry McAuliffe, well, he sent all of his kids to a very exclusive, very exclusive, very expensive private school. I don't begrudge him that. He has far more money than I'll ever have. And he was able to spend $35,000, $40,000 per year, per child, to go to this exclusive private school, the Potomac School. Okay. But he then turned around and said to poor families, single moms living in the inner city in, in, in Richmond or in Newport News, hey, 
you don't get the same chance. Your kids have to go to really crappy public schools because, well, I'm a fully owned subsidiary of the teachers unions. That's what happened here. And that's why moms and dads said, no, no. We want our kids to get a break. We want our kids to have a chance. You take a look around our country and you see school systems failing. They're failing those children. And who's fighting the hardest to keep those kids from getting a quality charter school education? Teachers unions. It's crazy. How about the war on cops? That's straight ahead. Jeff Katz in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. So there's some really good news. If you didn't get around to it before Christmas, no worries. You still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around. Our friends at Chamonix have extended the GenuCell Christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way. Looking younger and feeling great about your appearance? Right now, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's classic collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com. The code is BEC35. Making socialists question their life choices. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stick around. More after the break. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I want to remind you very quickly, if you are not visiting theblaze.com and glennbeck.com multiple times a day, you are missing out. I swear, anything and everything that you need to know, and you do need to know this stuff, you're going to find at theblaze.com and glennbeck.com. Happy as well to pass along my information. A lot of folks, very kind to send a note. TheJeffCatShow.com is my website, TheJeffCatShow.com. And then on Facebook, I'm still trying to annoy some of the Facebook folks. Try and get those follow numbers up. So look for The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, if you don't mind. Now, we've been talking a lot about what's right and wrong. I mean, it sounds simple. It sounds crazy. But what's right and wrong? You and I probably trying to raise our kids to say, you know, we respect men and women who go out and and say they're going to serve law enforcement officers. Thousand years ago in a galaxy far, far away, I was a cop. And, and I remember what it was like. Nobody called you when you were having a good day, right? Oh, look, I got a promotion at work and and that uh, the, that report card was straight A's. Oh, and we're baking cookies. Come on, let's invoke, invite members of the local constabulary to come over and enjoy the cookies. No, it's, it's always the worst day for whoever it is that calls. And yet, we still have so many great men and women who get up in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, because they're working 24-7, my friends. Get up. Put on a uniform, strap on a sidearm, pin on a badge, and go out there and do the job. 
but we see all sorts of folks attacking them, demeaning them. And I'm trying to get to the, to the bottom of that. Now, there is nobody better when it comes to analyzing trends in law enforcement, what's going on in the law enforcement community with society than Jimmy Galliano. Jimmy is a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, graduate of West Point, ranger trained combat officer, uh, working on his PhD. Oh, he's also the mayor of the town in which he lives. So in other words, a slacker's slacker. Jimmy, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Jeff, couldn't think anybody else I'd rather spend a bit of the holidays with than you, and I will cop to the same thing you just did. We are both fellow washed-up law enforcement officers, <laughs> but it is great to join somebody who appreciates what I do, which is uh, being a law enforcement advocate and standing up for the men and the women in blue who, no matter what it is, they can't strike. They have to show up no matter what. It's the early parts of the pandemic, violence in cities, riots, no matter what. They put on the badge, the gun, the uniform, and they show up and do their job. And, Jeff, I'm proud to join you because I know how much of a law enforcement advocate you are. And thanks for what you do on their behalf. Well, that is that is very kind. Let's let's start with a really sad situation. And that's that's Officer Potter. Can you bring everybody up to speed? Remind us why we're talking about her? Yeah, so so Kim Potter was uh, just convicted um, in in Minneapolis, um, and it, it is a tragic, tragic case, um, Jeff. And to bring everybody up to speed on that, she was just convicted of first degree manslaughter. She's the officer. Now you got to remember, put things into context. You know, uh, George Floyd and the Derek Chauvin case in Minneapolis happened in, I think, a Memorial Day um, a year and a half or so ago, um, and and this one happened shortly thereafter, and it was a case of an officer, decorated officer, 20 years in the job, done everything right, um, and in, in one moment, she had pulled somebody over, um, a young kid by the name of Dante Wright. Um, he had been wanted. He'd, he'd uh, weapons possession. Um, he was pulled over because he had expired tags and something hanging off his rear view, view mirror, and Officer Potter pulled him over, and of course, the kid jumps back in the car, tries to drive away, dragging the officers. She pulled out what she believed was her taser. Now, for the for the uninitiated, you know, officers usually carry their sidearm, their, their, their weapon um, on their strong side, and then they'll usually have their taser somewhere on the other side. And in just a horrific, horrific case of a of a of a bad mistake, when you know passions are inflamed and you're you're operating in extremists at a case of life and death, she pulls her weapon, she shouts out, "Taser, taser, taser!" which police officers are instructed to yell out to fellow officers when they're deploying a taser because the taser has a little barb on the end. It also has a cable that runs to that barb, so you can't have anybody else in between the target of the taser and the taser itself. And she accidentally drew her firearm and, 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 and shot Mr. Wright. Tragic case. Full stop. I mean, I grieve for the family of Dante Wright as, as, as anybody would of somebody who lost their life that, that shouldn't have. But under the circumstances, in our blown-up system right now, where right is wrong, left is right, up is down, um, it makes no sense. A, a jury decided to convict her of first-degree manslaughter. And, Jeff, the meaning of it in Minneapolis is... She improperly used such force and violence that death or great bodily harm to any person was reasonably 
foreseeable. And I mm-hmm. just think that is just a horrific misinterpretation of her actions. And then to add, just to add even more fuel to the fire of how she is being mistreated here, she was held without bail while she was pending appeal. And Jeff, mark my words, I get a lot of these right. Sometimes I don't get them right. But my prediction here is that this case will be overturned on appeal, but she is being held behind bars because obviously the judge here felt that she was a flight risk or a threat to the community. Jeff, it's lunacy. That part is absolutely insane. Uh, My understanding of Officer Potter's history, she's a longtime member or was a longtime member of that police department, was was lauded by people in that community, made an absolutely terrible mistake. I don't think anybody and unless I missed it during the prosecution, I don't think anybody said, oh, yeah, she really meant to grab her gun and she was trying to cover that up by shouting taser, taser, taser. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just hang my head. And as I do oftentimes with these cases, Jimmy, I, I wonder about men and women who still step up to the plate, if you will, and say, yep, I want to go serve. Yeah, it's it's one of those cases, Jeff. I think you probably said this during your career. I certainly said it many times during mine. There but for the grace of God go I. We are all fallible vessels. Cops are not superhuman. Cops are not perfect, but they are required to make decisions at the speed of light in a nanosecond. Low light situations when the world is just spiraling into a dangerous situation, and they're supposed to make life or death situations. And look, when I say that, I I understand the trumpets from the other side. Well, Mm -hmm. then you're hiring the wrong people. Well, then we need to get better cops. It's not easy when we're hiring human beings. Yes, we train them. Yes, we expect them to be a cut above. Yes, we need to trust them. Yes, they have to have discernment and judgment that we don't expect out of an ordinary human being. But they're not superheroes, Jeff. And to your point, you know, it's one of these things. We have to look at this the same way that the Supreme Court did back in 1989. The great case, you know, with Graham versus Connor, which just basically says we have to judge these officers under the objective reasonableness standard. Were her actions objectively reasonable. Does anybody believe that she pulled her pistol and then faked everybody out by yelling, taser, 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 because she wanted to murder Dante Wright? The answer is no. So if that's the understanding, and because she was operating without the benefit of hindsight, without slowing things down at a speed that regular people can interpret it and make judgments on, Gosh, Jeff, this was just a horrible case. And again, I'm going to give you my prediction here on the Glenn Beck Show. This case will be overturned on appeal. Jimmy Galliano is joining us. Now, you've seen Jimmy on CBS Television News as a uh, law enforcement analyst. Uh, His website is jamesagalliano.com. Jimmy also serves on the board of directors for the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. And and this is an organization which steps up, helps police officers, law enforcement officers who are, uh, well, being charged or pursued or prosecuted inappropriately. And, And Jimmy, if I understand correctly, Uh, Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund now stepping up to defend some folks out in Portland, Oregon, correct? 
Yes, the uh, the federal officers who were at that federal courthouse that was firebombed by Antifa and some of the the activists and um, and the folks during those uh, the riots of the summer of 2020, um, and, and and folks there that actually used force, not deadly force, but used force on some people that were storming the federal courthouse. Now we're rightly agitated when people you know point out that hey there were people that tried to storm the Capitol on January 6th, but where is the same type of apoplexy, and that's the right word, from the left when it comes to firehouses and police departments and police precincts and a federal courthouse in Portland that was stormed and firebombed. And it's just not there because, you know, if they find sympathy with a certain cause, it's okay if our folks act out. But if folks on the other side act out, we want to hold them to account. In this instance, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, which folks can can go online, it's www www.policedefense.org policedefense.org and it's a wonderful organization it's been around since the mid-90s founded by Ed Meese, a former attorney general that I have great respect for, still on the board of directors, I was on a call with him last week and I'm just, I'm still so absolutely impressed by what he does at his advanced age and still trying to find ways to defend again cops that have been unjustly accused. We're not defending people that do bad things. We're defending people that were acting under the color authority, trying to do their job, and caught a bad break, and now are being accused of a crime, Jeff. That's the purpose of the organization. If people go there, the wonderful thing about it is you can make a donation. Um, you can also choose a particular case to make a donation to. Um, so if folks do decide to do that, we'd really appreciate it. It's a great organization. So I remind everybody, policedefense.org. And then the other thing, just as a bonus, I mean, here we are, we're wrapping up uh, Christmas. A lot of people got gifts they didn't want or didn't get any gifts. The Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund now has uh, has an online store, an online shop, so uh, people can purchase something. And uh, that those funds also will be used to help out those police officers who need some help, right? Absolutely, Jeff. If you go to the website, Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, it's it's really easy to navigate. And we do have a brand new online store that just came online a couple of weeks ago. And there's a lot of cool swag there. If you want to show your support for law enforcement officers, really cool place to go. And again, um, we don't get, I'm on the board of directors, we certainly don't get any of the proceeds from this. This is all being put back into the pot to help out folks that, again, um, we help with legal fees, we help with families that when a cop is fired from a job and then has to, you know, fight for their lives, um, we help out with, with the bills for families. So it's a, it's a really a great benevolent organization and also an educational organization. So check out the website, you know, when people say, well, a cop should shoot a gun out of the bad guy's hand or a shot, cop should shoot to, ki- to wound instead of shoot to kill. There's a lot of things there that kind of dispel some of these really just these urban myths that are out there. So if you get a chance, I hope you're, the folks that listen to you and listen to the Glenn Beck show we'll we'll check out the website i appreciate it uh, jimmy as always thank you sir that is jimmy galliano jimmy is a retired supervisory special agent from the fbi sits on the board of directors of the law enforcement legal defense fund and while i personally will never compete with heidi's regular deliveries from easy spirit apparently we're that's our retirement is, is shoes but i got a truckload coming from policedefense.org the law enforcement legal defense fund you can go there learn more about it make a donation if you'd like 
like. There is a police simulator there if you want to find out more what it's like under pressure. And of course, there's a whole bunch of swag because that's the way it is. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is in extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. Now, I just got a, I got an email. TheJeffKatzShow.com is where you can send me email. Just go there and click on the contact button. And this one is just so cool. It says, Jeff, I just tuned in to Glenn Beck as I do every day. You were filling in. It's great to hear your voice again. Many years ago, you hosted a Valentine's Day contest while at WRKO in Boston. My parents, Joe and Barbara, won the contest. They have since passed away. Are the broadcasts archived? Is it possible to purchase a copy of that show? Thank you, Mike. <sighs> okay, so first of all, I I know. I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I so remember Joe and Barbara winning that contest, and I'm... I'm Mike, I, I, I thank you for listening. I don't know if the radio station has such archives. I really don't honestly know. I will, however, reach out and ask them. And uh, I have got hundreds, if not thousands of cassette tapes, which my wife has lectured me for years. You got to throw these out. Nobody cares. Nobody even owns a, a cassette player anymore. And I'm thinking, well, it's probably true, but I promise you, later today, Mike, I will go through and see if I can dig that up. If I can, I will get it to you. If I can't, I'm so sorry. It is one of the cool things about sitting in for Glenn. So many wonderful people part of this program. God willing, you and I have a chance to do it again. It's Jeff Katz. Thrilled to be sitting in for my friend Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program.